The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody, and welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm still Sid Bennett. <laughs> and I'm glad you are. <laughs> you know, today is, uh, for those of you keeping track, this is show 201. We thought that now that we're kind of turning a cycle and kind of getting into a new cycle, we would revisit the uh, four essential questions. You know, we, we have organized this program, as many of you know, around the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And the questions that are generally at the bottom of the search, the top of the search, the middle of the search are, <laughs> who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? Now, we recognize that we touched these topics many times over the course of the last five plus years. So we want to make sure that we keep this fresh, keep it lively, but we also want to make sure that we keep it focused on what is really central to what is behind these questions. So we start with this, you know, who am I? Well, I, I think, Tom, in reference to what you're saying is sometimes we, we know things intellectually or we hear something and say, oh, okay, I, yeah, that's true. I believe that. <laughs> but it doesn't somehow percolate down to wow, how we live and what we do. And I think that's the key to the teachings of the Ascended Masters. They are not just for our mental knowledge and for interesting things about the world and cosmos and everything else. They're tools that we need to implement in our lives if we're going to manifest those things, which is God's... Which, manifest God's will for us. And so as we talk about these things again, you know, let's think about have we have I really taken this knowledge to heart in the sense that I've changed the way I live and what I do? Because if we don't do that, then it's just of no value to us. So it's a matter of integrating. In other words, it's a matter you, you of integrating hear- and putting it to work. And yeah. of course, as, as we've talked about, you know, this is not a spectator sport. You know? <laughs> right. no, this not. is a participatory sport. And that if we're going to get there, we all got to roll up our sleeves and, and, and dig in. And so that's why these core questions are so important. Because, yeah. you know, in this world with all the, the bombardment from the media and the world and demands, it's easy to forget sometimes. Well, you know, and we've talked about this point also numerous times, and that is that people, it's a natural human tendency to want to move into something new and fresh and different. And it's like, you know, we're saying it before the show, it's like you find a new restaurant. Yeah. And you just love the food. And for about six months, you're there all the time. The next thing you know, you find another restaurant, you move on. You know, right. we've run into a lot <laughs> of people that are spiritual samplers. Yeah. In other words, they're Dilettons. just they're <laughs> just interested in something new, as you suggest, mm. and then once that kind of gets going done, they're, they're ready to move on. And the danger is, I think, for people that have, have found the teachings of Ascendant Masters, is even if they see truth in them, they don't recognize how key it is to their personal growth. And they just 
get distracted and and yeah. and they lose the the benefit of it. So I think it's it's you know it's like when I found these teachings, it was like whoa, you know, <laughs> I yeah. found what I was looking for. Now what do I do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You well, know, what, what do we say to a, a listener, let's say, that's been with us since uh, 2010, 2011, 2012, that, that maybe is feeling, I've heard these three guys talk uh, <laughs> for a very long time. And uh, what's, what's going to be fresh and new for me? Well, what can we say to them? Well, I know there's one experience we've discussed before, and we've all had it to some degree, and that is the the concept embodied in the quote, sweet on the tongue, bitter in the belly. Right. It, when you first discover something new and you are just so jazzed and passionate, inspired by it, it's got all those elements. It's like being in love. And then over time... Are you that, saying the spiritual honeymoon is over? Is <laughs> yeah, that what you're telling <laughs> Well, it's you can't unknow what you know. Yeah, so the, the bitter in the belly part is, uh-oh, now that I've accepted and ingested this truth, this magnificent reality... Now I've got to live with it. And it's not necessarily going to be a happy ride all and the time. And your karma doesn't disappear. <laughs> no, it's it's doesn't. still there. And it's, if anything, it, it speeds up a little bit yeah. because you have the ability to deal with it. But the other thing that happens is, and is, <clears throat> I love that quote, it is from the Bible actually, is that um, initially people have very profound spiritual experiences. And I know I had some as a, as a young you know, high school student. I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to be building on this. I, you know, who knows where it's going to take me? And, of course, it's sort of the teaser. God gets your interest, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then he withdraws. I mean, this is true. Yeah. And so, you, how, you know, you remember that. I've got to work hard. And sometimes I think of, you know, the old greyhound racing where they had the rabbit on the stick. <laughs> the rabbit was always just, just a little further ahead of the greyhounds. Yeah. And so you kind of think of it in that sense that there has to be an incentive for us to keep going and work mm-hmm. and just striving. And I, I don't want to suggest that we don't get blessings as we're doing this because you get extraordinary blessings. Indeed. But the key for this path is to keep moving, keep growing, keep doing. It's not like I give my heart to you, Jesus, I'm saved, and now I can go about my business. You know, And that's what makes these teachings so powerful is there is a path, which makes sense. You know, It really does. And it's very clear how we walk this path, but it's up to us to walk it. And, you know, uh, I'm thinking uh, about what we've been told regarding the pearls of wisdom. Uh, I don't know exactly when it was said or whatever, but uh, I had heard that they are written on like 49 different levels. Okay, so if you read a pearl of wisdom that you get in the mail or electronically today, uh, you're going to get one thing out of it. And then if you reread that, let's say a month later, or it could be six months or a year later, you, you've got it on a, on a stack and you just kind of recycle them, you're going to get something really all brand new because it's, it's coming to you at, a, at another level, a higher level. And you're different because you're, you've been striving. And I've done this with, with dictations I heard 25 years ago. And it's so profoundly different what I'm experiencing. You know, that's, that's it's why like they, you never read it before. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So... Are we getting off subject here, Tom? Not, not, no. not at all. No, I not think at right all. on. I just, you just reminded me, I had a great experience of recycling pearls. And I remember the first <laughs> pearl, that, I mean, I read this pearl for the first time, and I was underlining and marking things I wanted to remember. <laughs> then I read it back again, and I started underlining different parts of it. Before I was done, I'd underlined everything. <laughs> it's like, okay, so now this yeah. is like progressive revelation. God's still talking to me, and I'm still maturing in my spiritual wisdom. Now, does everyone know what pearls of wisdom are, I wonder? Well, this is something that we offer to anybody who wants them, basically, both printed pearls and digital online pearls. If you go to tsl.org slash pearls of wisdom, you'll find everything you need to know about them, including access to the digital pearls online. 
for free. And, and I don't know how, how often they are. Yeah, they're they're both in physical form mailed and they're electronically available. Digital, correct. But um, they were given away absolutely free. They were mailed once. When, this is when I came, you know, Methuselah here. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the Methuselah leg of the, of the stool. Uh, they, were, they were in the mail once a week. They're now twice a month, I believe. And okay. there is a charge for the printed pearls, of course. Right, then there's a but charge. But the online digital pearls are available. Anyway, it, it, you know, we don't want to get too far off of that. Now, we'll, we'll mention these again before the show is closed today. But I think that the point here is a very good one, and that is that as we venture into an area of learning and knowledge, it is ever-deepening, ever-growing. We are participants in that. We don't simply sit back and allow ourselves to be, you know, as you said, this is a participatory sport. And as, as, as a result of that, it's a process. And it's a process of the maturation of our soul. It's our gaining wisdom, attainment, discernment, all those things we've talked about many times. So that when we get back to the question of who am I, we are students we are children of God. We are, we are on the path of Christhood, of mastery. And mastery is an ongoing process. It's evolutionary. It, it continues if we allow it. If instead we become like mayflies and go from one you know, favorite thing to another, we're not going to ever have that continuity. So part of this, and you were mentioning this a moment ago, Sid, is that we have to make a conscious commitment, a conscious effort to stay on the path. It doesn't just simply happen to us. We have to be free will participants on this journey. And you could participate at the level that you want. I mean, the masters respect that. But it's, it's good to keep doing something. And I think, you know, the first question, who am I? And I think I share this on another show, but I just said to my daughter, 13, whatever happens to you in life, don't forget who you are. You are a daughter of God. You have a threefold flame within your heart. You have a mighty I am presence and a holy Christ self. And don't let anyone tell you differently because that's who you really are. You have a soul that's evolving that needs to be loved and honored and worked with. Because the world, you know, you can forget that. Especially, you know, I was doing some research the past week on, on the history of Christianity. And this whole introduction of original sin. Oh, I my mean, gosh. What a lie that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you can be, you know, children are born sinners. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't how, make how sense. How can that be if you're born in the image and the likeness of God and Jesus said, ye are gods? Mm-hmm. Where did this whole thing come from? Who created, <laughs> well, who made that up? Were they, the, were it, they drunk when they did? It was the, the fallen uh, angels, obviously. Mean, it was yeah. the fallen angels. So, obviously, we've quote unquote sinned because we have karma, but we are not by nature sinners. We're nature, we're, you know, we have the potential to be Christ's. And to, to be ascended masters. And that is not, we don't walk around with our heads hung on that. We're humble before God for our mistakes we made, obviously, <laughs> right. and try to correct those. But if you understand who you are and you understand the destiny that your soul has and what you need to do to get there, you live differently. It's very simple. Even just understanding the law of reincarnation and karma people would live totally differently if they understood that. Indeed, and I think that one of the key points we've made many times about who are we, we are, among other things, co-creators with God. The energies that we use to breathe, to think, to do, are God's energies, and how we use them is how we create good or bad karma. Yeah. You know, so that as we understand that accountability as a co-creator with God, it's awesome. Early on, you know, I, I, I wrote a song where I had this communication with Jesus in a truck stop. And one of the lines, a part of the lines was, there was something of value in me. In other words, I had finally come to the conclusion that there was something of value in me and I was going to, I was going to change. In other words, I was, something in me had shifted, you know. Well, we say, awaken to the light within. Yeah. Quite often. 
And what you just said a moment ago, Sid, is you encapsulated it very well. Who are we? We are sons and daughters of God. We have a threefold flame. The I am presence resides within us, and the potential for Christ, Christhood is, is our soul's destiny, right. ultimately leading to the ascension, reunion with God, reunion with the source where we came and, from. And that's the key. That's the goal. That's the graduation. Yeah. And, you know, it's tempting for people. It's much easier to say, oh, I'm saved. I don't have to do anything else, <laughs> yeah. you know. I go watch football or whatever you want to do with your life. <laughs> Not you know? that there's anything wrong with football. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's alluring. It's sweet death. You don't have to do anything. Jesus has saved you. He paid the price for you. And, you know, just try and be pretty good. You make mistakes or a few sins here. You'll be <laughs> forgiven, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. And you'll come back and back and back and back, you know, meeting the same circumstances until you determine, I am going to take a stand and honor who I am. I'm going to take accountability for my past mistakes and karma, but they're not who I am. I made mistakes, and I will work to balance that karma, but that's not my identity. My identity is a son or daughter of God, and I'm going to work on this because it's my destiny. It's indeed. You know, and we have said this before, too, and we don't mean to be facetious in saying it, but you can imagine the soul who, upon the transition, arrives in the etheric level and is told, um, no, sorry, (laughs) but you didn't balance any of your karma. You instead took this free pass, you know, you just get out of jail free card, and you got to go back. And, and I think I've, I've shared also in the past that what happens to a lot of those souls that come out of the, the fundamentalist Christian movement is they get angry because they've been misled. Yeah. And then when they re-embody, they become agnostics because they're angry at organized religion. Well, that doesn't help them either, obviously. No, not at all. Agnostics, atheists, they just don't want anything to do. do yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because they've been burned. Yeah. At least they feel that way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation out there. <laughs> and that's, and that's not saying that people aren't sincere. Of course not. You yeah. know, there are many, there are false pastors, but there are many very sincere and beautiful people mm-hmm. that tell this because that's what they've been taught. But right. you've got karma and every jot and tittle has got to be balanced. So get on with it. Yeah. You know, well, we're talking today about those four essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And we'll continue this discussion after a short break. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. 
RememberTSL.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us, everybody. Today we're talking about those four essential questions. This is kind of a return to a cosmic boot camp. <laughs> you know, kind of get down to basics here. Yeah. But, Terry, why are you here? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, there's probably a lot of people that are wondering, why am I here? And I was thinking, well, there's a farmer somewhere in the middle of Kansas. He's, he gets up in the morning, he milks the cows, he gets on his tractor, and he tills the field. And he does the same thing over and over and over again. Of course, he realizes that he, he's providing, uh, you know, food for, for yeah. many, many people. But it, it gets to be rote, maybe, and routine. And maybe at some point he thinks, why am I here? Well... He's here for one reason. Nobody else is there doing that very important thing that needs to be done. And he's reincarnated from a previous life, so there's something new to learn. Maybe the last time was in an oxen a wagon or something, and, and now he's got a fancy tractor. Um, so it's evolutionary. I think you mentioned that earlier. Well, you know, maybe we're looking at this from the standpoint of unfinished business. That could you know, be. Why are you here? We know we're here to master ourselves. We know that life is a path of initiation, but we've got a job to do. And that job, in part, is to balance our karma, to transmute the negative karma so that we can basically repolarize all of that energy we've used that was God's energy so it can go back to him in pure form and we can follow it. And, and, and this farmer may, may have ended up marrying uh, a childhood sweetheart from a very small town many times, you know. And, but there's new karma to balance with that same soul. Maybe it's a lot of old karma. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we have to even yeah, go back a little further um, in terms of when we were created. And, and w- the understanding that we have the Ascended Masters, God created our souls and our beings, and we did not have to take physical embodiment. In other words, we could have stayed up in the etheric with God, but we chose of our own free will, because free will reigns supreme in the universe, that we wanted to experience physical embodiment and gain that mastery and, and learn that. And of course, it's fine and good when you're up in heaven and you say that. <laughs> But when you get down here, sometimes it's a different thing. So, you know, we do have a goal of returning to God, to our Father, Mother, God, in the ascension. We keep our individuality, but we put on our Christhood, which is our goal. And then we become, we will take a mastery that we have gained in the physical plane. So we, it's not for naught, as long as we get where we want to go. So if we understand there is a goal in life, 
and there's a way to get there. Then we don't keep asking the question, why am I here? I, I never asked to be born. Well, the reality is you did ask to be born because it's the only way you can make spiritual progress. So it's understanding when people get overwhelmed with their karma. You know, they just they just said, I, nothing's working in my life. Can't take it anymore. This is da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. <clears throat> and even at that point, you can get down on your knees and say, God, I don't know the solution to my problems, but I need help. And that can be the beginning. That's the open door. That begins the, the time when you turn around, and instead of walking away from God, you're walking back to God. You know, and that point is the conversion. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, you know, things don't, problems don't disappear, you know, with the wave of a hand. But what happens is, as you learn to draw forth light into your life and into these situations, the violet flame, the equation will change. And when the equation changes, resolution can come. And so you become, as you suggested earlier, Tom, a co-creator with God. In other words, we don't sit around saying, woe is me, my karma is on me. What we say is, my karma is on me. Thank God he's giving me the tools to deal with this, to balance this karma and move on. And God won't give you more than you can handle. And when you start on this path, it may seem overwhelming sometimes because karma comes that way. But did you use the violet flame on a daily basis as you give yourself to God in humility and love and ask for his direction and his will and divine guidance, things start to change. And we understand that life is not random. That those things that do happen to us, those opportunities that we're given, are opportunities to balance our karma. And I think that that's the mercy of God giving us those opportunities to get through that pile. You know, we, we know in these teachings that every morning at dawn, we get in a little sack of our negative karma that we can transmute if we choose in that moment or throughout the day. But it's one of the things that it's coming back to us. And so getting angry at God doesn't work. Wondering why is this happening to me? I'm a good person, you know. These bad things that are happening, I don't understand. Why am I suddenly am I being victimized by the God, the deity, or whatever? It's not the case at all. I mean, this is our responsibility, and the more we know about it, the more we understand that karma is our accountability. Then we can take that and, pathway and of gratitude is, and opportunity. What happens is, you know, the true teaching of Jesus is that He on the cross took upon us our karma. For 2,000 years. He held it at bay. So he held that at bay. So Mm -hmm. we could get ready for the return of our karma. Well, the time has come for our karma to come back. But we have the tools. Hopefully we gain some momentum of light since the time of Jesus. But we have the tools to deal with that karma that we didn't have before if we choose to use them. So that's part of the equation. And, And the dispensation of the violet flame is such a tremendous dispensation to our souls. It's, it's, it's absolutely essential for us to make our ascension. And it's there, but if we don't use it, it's not going to help us. So we can transmute megatons of karma with the violet flame and make, you know, St. Germain has promised if you work, you can make your ascension either in this life or the next one, depending on your age and so forth. Indeed. Right. So the opportunity is there. You know, carpe diem, seize the day, seize the opportunity. And even if you could just start out with five minutes a day of violet flame, but do something. Because if you don't build a foundation, you have nothing to build upon. You don't have a momentum to build. And, you know, we all have momentums in a negative way. You know, it's a lot easier to go downhill than uphill. (laughs) And so it takes effort and it takes work, but it's worth it. You know, Moria says a trek upward is worth the inconvenience. That's right. And by the way, uh, anybody who's interested in really kind of diving into the violet flame, Go to violetflame.com. 
<laughs> you've got two choices when you get there. One of them is what we call the 30-day Vita Flame Challenge, where we challenge you to focus on something that's important to you. Give that focus Violet Flame for 15 minutes a day for 30 days and see what happens. Also on that site, again, violetflame.com, there is a Violet Flame Vigil. This is a worldwide endeavor. You can sign up to do Violet Flame, and you'll join your brothers and sisters around the world. So far, we've got, I think, 40 countries and counting. The last time we did this, we got the count up to 77 countries. Wow. Thousands of people doing it. So you'll be with your brothers and sisters fanning the flames, and it's a good thing. And if you're concerned about cataclysm on the planet, which, of course, is prophesied, and, of course, you don't have to be uh, a spiritual person to know about the ring of fire in the Pacific. <laughs> and, you know, I heard the other day, I read some scientists said the San Andreas Fault in the Southern California is like a cocked gun. Yeah. Oh my and God. so, but what happens by the violet flame, there can be a release and transmutation of that negative energy that is building up because cataclysm comes from karma, planetary karma, that is not transmuted or balanced. So by giving the violet flame, we can mitigate, reduce the size of earthquakes and cataclysms and so forth uh, may not eliminate them, but reduce them. And so that's why it makes such a big difference, not only in our personal life, but on the planet. We can do something about what's going on, on this planet right now. So we can send violet flame to the elementals of fire, air, water, and earth, and that way then they can they can kind of adjust things so you don't get a... Uh, well, the karma, you know, uh, the karma of the world can be transmuted or, or you know, to a certain extent because it builds up. Yeah. You know, I mean, think what's going on, on this planet every single day. The planet is making karma as well as individuals. Many times there are earthquakes where it's almost an eight, you know, and, uh, on the Richter scale, but nobody's killed. You know what I mean? It's in a remote area and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, one of the things that we have talked about before is the fact that there's a weight of karma on the planet, which does cause these tectonic plates to shift a bit, the weight of abortion. Yeah, the I was weight just thinking of about ignorance, that. the weight of war and terror. I mean, there's a lot of negative karma weighing down the elementals. Yeah. You know, weighing down our souls. Well, and you, know, and you wh- think of the sanctity of life, you know, that whole subject oh of the gosh. sanctity of life. All of these souls that have been aborted since 1973, at least. In this country. Uh, in this country, in the United States, uh, could could have been here working on what their divine plan, which would not have allowed the world to be in the condition it's in today. It Maybe yeah. been a part of our divine plan, too. Right. You know, and I think as you ask the question, why am I here? Yes, you have a spiritual destiny, but you're also here to work the work of God because, you know, as we talked about before, those in physical embodiment have responsibility for the earth. And that's us. Mm-hmm. We're and stewards. So we're stewards right. of the earth. So if you want to change what's going on this planet, you know, and help the precious people of God that may not have this knowledge, you know, that are hopeless. And there's a lot of hopeless people on this planet. They can't see any way that their life is going to improve or get better. And so the violet flame will transmute that karma. So that's another reason you're here, to help people. And many people, of course, are concerned with the environment. The violet flame will, will, will consume toxins in the environment. I mean, it's phenomenal what it will do. So this is, and as you're making calls for the planet, for elementals and so forth, and for people, you're also balancing your own karma because you're in world service. Indeed. So it's, yeah. it's a win-win situation. And we're not opposed to enlightened self-interest, but we understand that the equation is broader than that for the most part. It is serving life. Yes. I mean, how many people have said, I wish I could do something <laughs> about what's going on this planet. I feel so helpless. You don't have to feel helpless. God can do something through you. 
I mean, our human personalities are not going to save this planet. <laughs> but when you invoke the light of God and the violet flame in the physical plane, things change. Indeed. And if you're concerned about the environment, you can begin there. If you're concerned about Christians worldwide, if you're concerned about children, all these things, start giving your prayers. Hunger, famine, ignorance, lack of education. I mean, there's so many things. These things are not God's will on the planet. You no. know, God wants people to have the food they need and the abundance and everything, you know, to pursue their spiritual path. But the karma is in the way. And because free will reigns supreme, we have to deal with that karma. You know, and one little caveat here, too, is that a lot of times the karma that is experienced in a locale, like, say, Africa or the Middle East, those people who are participating in that karma have been there before. They're reincarnated in the same spot in order to get it. Or they come together as a group. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. the, the fire up in Fort McMurray oh, up in Alberta, Alberta, which is going on right now. And, you know, one side of the street is burned to the ground and the other side is intact. That's, it's, karma is very exact. Mm-hmm. Those, that is not a coincidence or the whim of the wind. It's karma. Wow. That's so interesting. Oh, well, my gosh. on that note, <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break. Today, again, on The Open Door, we're talking about those four essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? We'll be back to continue this discussion in just a moment, so please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network.
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you for staying with us. We're talking today about those four essential questions. We've named them many times. The question of the hour is, where am I going? That's our, This segment's going to be focusing on that. But before we go there, the last segment, we talked a bit about karma and how exact and precise karma can be. We don't want to look down our nose at those people who are experiencing some karma right now. We want to... Well, you know, it's there, but for the grace of God go I. And I think it's an understanding when things happen in the world, yes, it's people's karma. But you know what? Mercy is the nature of God, and compassion is. And so when people receive their karma, I mean, karma comes on us. Don't don't we like a little help and a little compassion? So just because it's their karma doesn't mean we don't open our hearts to people and help them as much as the, as the great law would allow. Because, as we know, this could be a, a karma from 10,000 years ago. So, I mean, yeah. let's give these people a little break, okay? <laughs> little break, because yeah. their karma today might be your karma tomorrow. And so that's why we do help each other. And that's the beauty of what we have. And like, like you were talking about the, the fires in Fort McMurray up in Canada and Alberta, uh, all the people whose homes were not ruined now have the wonderful opportunity to serve, sacrifice, and surrender and say, God, let me. What can I do to help my brothers and sisters yeah. over here who yeah. lost their home? And you'll and you'll have amazing things happen up there. I have a sense that amazing stories are going to come out of this. Yeah. Well. So. And service is its own reward. Yes, it is. You know, I think there's a distinction to be made here too that we don't want to feel sorry for people. I think sympathy is um, agreement with limitation. When you said the key word, Sid, is compassion. You know that with heart, we serve out of compassion. But we don't feel sorry because this person's opportunity is a gift from God. That's right. Nothing to be sorry about, except, of course, the pain of the process they're right. going through. Right, right. So empathy is the, is the proper… Compassion. Yeah, yeah, compassion. And, you know, sometimes in our society, we expect the government to make everything right, you know. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, God doesn't want things to be made right. God wants us to go through a certain amount of of reflection and struggling and striving because that's the test. In other words, there's a purpose for it. And if if an all-powerful central government makes everything right for everybody, then people aren't going to learn their lessons. And this is the challenge with the the, the communist system and the socialistic system. It doesn't allow the outpicturing of the law of karma, of you know why some people amass wealth um, for their certain testing or so forth and why some people don't. And so that's why the free enterprise system is actually sponsored by the Ascended Masters um, because it allows karma out picture perfectly and for people to get their true initiations. Mm-hmm. And they don't sponsor corporate socialism either, you know, and, and, the, <laughs> right. the, and the, 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 that's a whole other subject we can talk about. <laughs> Another day. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, in this segment now, you know, we're going to focus on where am I going? And one of the underlying um, factors is how many times have we gone <laughs> you know this we haven't said the word yet but reincarnation is very key this whole equation reincarnation and karma are kind of you know hand in hand because you keep coming back to get it right so where am i going eventually you're going to overcome this negative karma and essentially elevate right. go to a new level of consciousness immortality if you will ascension because our soul is not immortal not until we, until make, we make our ascension. Mm-hmm. And souls can be lost, souls unfortunately, be lost. by free will. And so that is where we are going. And what happens is, you know, some of us have been on this planet for so long that we're <laughs> in a sort of a rut, you know. No kidding. And, and the master said one time, 
you have done everything it's possible to do on this planet, and you've done it a hundred or a thousand times. So, you know, there's nothing more that we have not experienced on this planet. I mean, and how many more rounds do we have to keep going? And I think, you know, there, there's a certain weariness, you know, do I have to come back as a baby in a high chair again, you know, and start <laughs> all over? You know, I'd like to move on to something a little more uh, rewarding, shall we say. And who knows what the earth is going to be like anyway, if we have another embodiment. So, <laughs> so you know, we have a, yeah. a striving, you know, to fulfill our destiny. And, I, you know, I, I've shared this before. I always love the near-death stories because people get over there. And what is the universal thing they say? It feels great. I feel loved. I feel honored. Right. You know, I'm home. And, and Didn't want to come back. Then Don't they get the news, back. you're going back. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So, you know, do you want that all the time? And I was thinking this morning, you know, I want to be in a place where everybody's holy, you know? I mean, because there's such a beauty in it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And there's so much harshness and so much, you know, negativity on this planet. And so, you know, you know, it's just not, it's a hard place to be. This is not an escape I'm looking for, but it's an honoring of who we really are. Yeah. And when we get to heaven, it doesn't mean we stop working for planet Earth, because that's what the Ascended Masters are doing. We'll continue to work with people here and encourage and help them so they can fulfill their destiny. Two things occur to me. One is that we don't want to be daunted by the karmic load that we're carrying. Because as you said, you know, we've done everything maybe a thousand, a hundred thousand times. That's a lot of karma. And you'll never be given any more than you can handle. Well, right? no, but you want to get through it as fast as you can. If right. you think it's too much, you might just go, oh, I'm just going to give up. And you know, Jesus talked about karma and reincarnation. He taught it to the disciples and the apostles. And uh, so it's been taken away from us through, you know, the church fathers, uh, you know, two or three centuries afterwards. You, you know, I remind myself yeah. when I think of karma, because I've been working on this for a long time, <laughs> is that my karma is not infinite. And uh, it's, it's a fixed amount. You know, hopefully I'm not making more <laughs> karma every day. Yeah. So in other words, if I keep going, I'm going to get through it. God is infinite, but my karma isn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, day by day, you do it incrementally, you know. And it's like Paul says, you know, I die daily. My karma dies daily, right. you know, as I put on my Christhood and hopefully get closer to God. So, mm-hmm. it, yes, we all have. And, you know, some people have a lot more karma than others, too. Yes. Some people do not have a lot of karma. And so, it's a little bit easier way for them. But for those of us that do, we've got to work on it pretty hard. Well, you know, we talked numerous times about the fact that you continue to balance karma when you make your ascension. You know, the, we've talked about the, the various um, um, qualifications. You know, that you have balanced 51% of your karma. You uh, fulfill your, your life blueprint, your, your, your balancing plan. threefold flame, yeah. your divine plan. Mm-hmm. But when you make your ascension, if you choose to accept it, and of course, who, would, who wouldn't at that point? You've got to continue to balance that karma from the etheric realm, which is harder when you're not down much, here with the people. Much, much harder. Yeah, so I think it's something to consider. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to come back. I mean, we've been told that some ascended masters, very high souls, uh, worked for, uh, you know, maybe three or four decades. After, uh, be- after they ascended. After they ascended, mm-hmm. before they balanced the full 100%. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to just contemplate that, you know, it's, it, it has to be done. This is cosmic law. And you know what? It's not drudgery. It can oh, be it's hard. a joy. It can be right. work. But you know what? God is with you. And this is what I love about this path. Yes, we have to walk the path ourselves. And, and why would we not do that? I mean, Mother Mary said once, I would, even if I could do it for you, I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't deny you the joy of victory. Mm-hmm. And victory isn't, yes, it's at the end when you make your ascension, but you have daily victories. Yeah. When you overcome a momentum or a pattern or you soften your voice or you're not angry as you used to be, these are victories. Yeah. Celebrate them, honor them. And then you're ready to move on to your next test. So it's not just, 
oh boy, it's going to be a life of drudgery balancing my <laughs> karma. Look, your karma's coming anyway. Yeah. So this will change the entire qu- equation. You don't have to be a victim of your karma. You know, you don't have to be. When you get on the path of the Ascended Masters, and then you do that because you understand the goal. You understand the goal, and you keep on going. You get up one more time, and then you fall, and you will make your ascension. Well, yeah. there's an element of this, too, that has to do with your attitude. That's saying, if you don't like what's going on, change your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, it's how we embrace something that's happening to us that determines our experience of it. It can be negative, it could be terrible, or it could be a joyful experience. It might hurt a little bit, but still, depending upon how we interact with it, how we decide we're going to react to it, is it's going to perhaps save us. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's work. And it's, you work with God and with a master, whether it's Jesus or Buddha, whoever you choose with, you can ask that they will guide you and direct you and work with you. Don't expect them to carry you, but they will be there. And when you are earnest and sincere and work on a daily basis, you're going to make progress. Well, and this is a good point. That, and I'm speaking to everybody listening, too, and not just to us. We are sponsored. We do have the, the aegis of an ascended master or two or ten helping us along as much as we're willing to engage. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, even become, when you become a keeper of the flame, you get a certain level of sponsorship by St. Germain. Yep. <laughs> because you've sponsored the publication of the Ascended Masters, which is what the Keeper's Flame Fraternity is about. And so you get a degree of sponsorship. And sponsorship allows you to do things you couldn't do otherwise. And we have a responsibility to live according to the standards that we understand. And, you know, to be honest and Christ-like and the golden rule and so forth. And that's how we keep our sponsorship because you can't lose it. Um, yep. doesn't mean you can't ever make a mistake, thank God. <laughs> well, I, but, you know, we confess and balance the karma and move on. And we have help. You know, we have the Ascended Masters, of course. We have the angels. But we have individual angels and elementals that have been assigned to us. Yes. And someday we're going to do a show on those dispensations. I think it's a fascinating topic to realize that you out there listening have angels just waiting for you to command them to do something for you. Yeah, they've been assigned to you. You know, uh, something I wanted to touch on was we talked about pearls of wisdom. What is a pearl of wisdom? And I just wanted to say that those pearls of uh, wisdom are printed either, usually either dictations or they're uh, uh, lectures from um, either Mark or Elizabeth Prophet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are there any other subjects uh, or uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I also wanted to just mention briefly, a decree has a preamble you call to if it's just Archangel Michael and Jesus to start with, and then you do a short decree, and then you seal it with, uh, and I accept it done in full power, amen. According to God's will. According to God's <laughs> holy will. So they're very simple. I mean, just uh, I am a being of violet fire can be the, the decree that you give. Yeah, and you can imagine that you're uncoiling bad habits one round at a time with your violet flame. Well, this is leading us into the final segment today, which we'll be getting to after a break, which is, how do I get there? Well, you just Mm -hmm. put in Google Maps and then you're... (laughs) (laughs) Cosmic GPS. Here's a picture of my soul. Oh, look, here's my theory. Walking down the street. (laughs) Here's the retreat I'm going to right here. Do you imagine that? Oh, my gosh. That's an app I want. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, we're going to be covering that base as well as we can. How do I get there in just a few minutes? So please stay with us. We'll be be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us. You know that old saying, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time? Yes. Well, that's kind of like this section now we're going to be talking about. We've discussed who are we, why we're here, where we're going. It's the how do you get there? What do you have to do? What are the steps? What are the tools? Who should you ally yourself with? Who should you align yourself with? A lot of things you need to decide. But ultimately, it all gets you pointed in the right direction and gets you home. You know, uh, in 1973, I I became a a keeper of the flame. And uh, uh, I didn't know quite enough about the church uh, at the time, you know, and what some of the other activities they were doing after this summer conference. One of the things they did back in the Colorado Springs area was they had a trek up uh, up Pikes Peak. Mm. And there's this wonderful picture of Elizabeth Clare Prophet standing at the top of Pikes Peak with her with her hands up in a victorious sort of a salute sort of a thing and big smile on her face. But how do you get there? Okay, the only way to climb that track to do, you know, it's not, it wasn't impossible. It wasn't like the Himalayas or anything like that. Was to, first of all, you had to have the right kind of boots on. You had to have a, a pack. You had to have some water. You had to have the determination. I mean, these are, these are the tools that you're going to need to make your ascension mm-hmm. to ascend up the hill. So it, it's just a, a kind of an interesting way of looking at the y- you know, same the, sort of the, thing the you the laid first, out. first Keepers of the Flame lesson is on constancy. Right. In other words, a lot of people in, in the past 50 years have found the teachings, they get very excited about them, and they, they, they just go wild. You know, they do everything, they, <laughs> they read every book, they, which is not bad, of course, but they, they get very, very active, and then after three months, yep. they, they, they spin out, you know. Oh, I can't keep this up. So it's a day-to-day constancy that is the key to your path. It's doing something every day that gets you closer. And that's how we get there. It, you know, it's not an all-at-once thing. It's daily effort and work. And because you're obviously you don't want your karma to come back all at once. So you get that increment each day. So you work on it each day. Well, you know, we've heard stories of people who actually got so impassioned and inspired that they said, give me all my karma. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> not, a, not a good idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> very comfortable with what the Lords of Karma decide I need <laughs> yeah. on a daily basis. That's yeah. enough. Thank um, you. <laughs> you know, but I think another part of this and what I love, I love community. Because, you know, at one point in my life, I thought, 
am I really strange? Nobody else seems to think the way I do or have the same interests. And when I found the community, we call it the community of the Holy Spirit here, wow, there's other people like me and I can be with them. And what is so, it's a, it's a reinforcing, you know, we talk about the teachings. What's your experience? What's mine? Oh, did you hear this thing? You know, and so it becomes strengthening for us. Whereas if we don't have that um, and we continue to go, you know, to the local bar, you know, three <laughs> or four nights a week, you know, it's not exactly the same thing. And so when people find the teachings, you know, their lives do change. And sometimes their old friends won't change with you. And that's, you know, that happens sometimes. You Fam- know? Family as well. Family as well, because they're not interested. They don't, they don't want to go where you want to go. And so that's a determination to take. It doesn't mean you don't love your family or, or like your friends, but they're living differently than you have chosen to live now. But the wonderful thing is you make new friends. And, um, and I'm not suggesting you lose every friend you have, but you make people that have the same set of the sale. Because I knew early on I needed that reinforcement. I needed the example of other people. I needed their experience. And, you know, uh, if we sit down and read a paragraph of a teaching of the Ascended Masters, every person has a little bit different interpretation of what it means to them. And so you learn more and do by it. So I guess what I'm saying here, uh, how do I get there? Well, position yourself so that you have that reinforcement, not only of the Ascended Masters, but of like-minded people that are serious about the path and serious about, you know, fulfilling their destiny. And, you know, the Ascended Masters remind us constantly that they've been where we are. I mean, it's, it's, they've, we're following in their footsteps, and they've proven the success, the victory of their path. And they're saying to, to us, follow. Here are the steps. This is not random. You're not going to be, you know, floundering around in the dark. Here's we're shedding light on this trek, climb the highest mountain. Yeah, yeah. And, and most people don't right off the bat have a tendency to think that a saint some saint that's made their ascension, went through the exact same things that you're experiencing. They had to be better than us. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's right. They just surrendered sooner than we did, that's all. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They they got smart faster. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the ascension is the goal. I mean, you know, in in high school, graduation is the goal after the end of 12th 12th grade, just before the summer comes. And and there there is, like Sid was saying, there's an end of the karma. There's an end to school. And you graduate. You know, Earth is a tough schoolroom. Yeah. I think we all agree that this is not an easy place to graduate from, but that is the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, we're bound by our karma. It limits what we can do, and we're required to deal with it. When you balance your karma, and you still have free will, but you'll have the universe before you, and you won't be tied to this karma. I mean, you will be free, freer than you ever have been since probably God created you and you took physical embodiment. Right. So, I mean, isn't that exciting? Oh, man. And when you get to heaven, nobody tells you what to do. You have still have free will and you can choose where you want to serve. You can go on to nirvana. You can stay and work with planet Earth because your family and friends are still there. You, could, you have free will, but you aren't bound by your karma. That's the exciting part. Mm-hmm. You know, this, we, this ball and chain is not going to be with us forever yeah. if we do this, you know. And if we don't, it's going to get bigger and we're never going to get there. Well, and just being there is a new beginning, and it doesn't just stop. You don't end up sitting on a cloud playing a harp. I mean, this is, you're, you're in a whole new level of consciousness, and you continue to transcend that consciousness. Yeah. You continue to grow. Yeah, exactly. The ascended masters evolve yeah. because it's the nature of God. God is evolving. But you don't have to come back. And there's no end, <laughs> you know, to, to do that. So, you know, it's a very exciting prospect. And again, it's not an escape, but 
you know, I mean, you have to have look on this planet. What's it going to be like in 100 years when you come, if you have to come back again? You know, and that's just understanding the equation of planet Earth and the choices people are making. So, um, you, you know, it's, it's, again, enlightened self-interest. And also, if you balance your karma, you, you can come back if you want. If you don't balance 100%, you can go to the Lord of Karma and say, I want to go back because I want to do this. It's not always recommended, but you have free will. So the fact that you have the option mm. to take your ascension, it doesn't mean that you can't come back. So was, if you've balanced 51%, the Lords of Karma will allow you to come back again if you want. Yeah, I, I was talking to him the other day. As a, he's a scientist, and he wants to come back so he can you know, bring forth new things from the science and the masters. So I said, well, just make sure you have the option. You know? <laughs> right. Because you, know, yeah. you may say things differently when you get up there. Yeah. So have a goal. Work for it and make the goal worthwhile. And I think what happens sometimes, you know, if you went out on the street and said, what's the purpose of life? You know, well, it's to be happy. You know, it's to be kind to other people. Well, it's a good purpose of life. But how many people know the purpose of life is to make my ascension? The purpose of life is to find God. It's very simple. That's the whole purpose of life. And in finding God, we'll balance our karma and become who we really are. Because our souls are not immortal until that happens. And, I mean, how many of our rounds do we have to go through? I mean, Voltaire said, man is born, he suffers, and he dies, you know, which is kind of a dismal prospect. <laughs> really. But, you know, yeah. if, if we don't deal with our karma, that's what a lot of life is like. So, um, you know, let's get with it. And let's not get on our deathbed and say, if only, yeah. if only, if only. <laughs> and as we said again, many times, the violet flame is probably the best tool you could use to get a lot of this progress accomplished and the violet flame is available to anybody to use anytime and we want to remind you that you can go to violetflame.com and take the 30-day violet flame challenge or sign up for the vigil and start to use it just to get a sense of it to feel what it's like to actually have that as part of your life and you know tom even for people that don't make their ascension if they use the violet flame when they come back they're going to have that much less karma to deal with so it'll be an easier embodiment and, and working to where you're going. And when you build a momentum of service to the light, the light will turn around and serve you. And when you, if you do have to re-embody, you'll be giving a, getting a much greater opportunity than you would have otherwise. And I want to give you the, visu- the visualization that, uh, that, uh, that when you do the violet flame, it's like having a, a bag full of marbles with, uh, with molasses poured in. And the violet flame <laughs> will consume the molasses and, and it's a great visualization. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had that early on. I think it's yeah. on one of the early Keeper's lessons. But anyway, another thing I wanted to say is keep in touch with us. We are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and uh, we want to hear from you. Always. Always. <laughs> you know, this has been a lot of fun. It's, it is. It's, These it, are the basics. It's, it's a great joy to be doing this. And, you know, this is a path we're on, too, and we kind of stub our toes from time to time. And, <laughs> we, you know, we do what we can. But I think that... At the end of the day, pardon me for that terribly overused cliche, it is down to free will choices. And you have the choice to choose this path, to choose any path you want. You have the choice to decide really who you are and why you're here. You have the choice to decide where you're going. So we are recommending that you recognize that you are indeed a son or daughter of God. You've got this threefold flame. You've got this I am presence in you, which is an individualized manifestation of God. You've got the potential to be a Christ like Jesus did, he was not the exception, he was the rule, then why you're here, you know, is to serve life. I mean, if you wanted to put it into a simple nutshell, 
And where you're going is the end result of that service is going to lead you to your ascension. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and if know? everything isn't clear, get a book, get a tape, yeah, do something, I mean, because you'll start to develop a wisdom and understanding. And as I said, when we practice the Violet Flame, then we really get to know. And at TSL.org, we have a new bookstore, an on- online bookstore. You're going to love it. Whoa. Yeah, it's really nice. So That's you go to summitlighthouse.org. Just go there and then just click on the bookstore tab. It'll take you right to where you want to go. Browse around. Have yeah, fun. browse around. Anyway, Terry, thanks for reminding people. Tell them once again where they can send their comments, their suggestions, their inquiries. To webradio at tsl.org. Yep. Webradio at tsl.org. And we will We will get back with you. Questions. We'll answer it. Yeah. If we can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can always. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for being here today. I'm really always so you, happy that you're willing to join me on this journey, on this path, because it's something that we all do share, and we are enlightened by degrees and by God's grace, we're making progress. Well, it is a great opportunity. Yes. Yeah, indeed. So, so we'd like to say, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards, rewards are, are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. See you again. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.